1: so you can be notified anytime we upload new videos.
2: It doesn't matter what you believe. You know, it doesn't matter what you believe. What I believe is that, you know, God can come into your situation and help you. And I, I work a lot with people who have drug problems and this young person had just come out of jail and didn't think his life could ever be resolved. And I said, you know, I, I said, you know, that's, that's not true. I mean, God is certainly bigger than your criminal record. And if you give up now, you know, I, if you learn to look to God and learn to believe, you're going to give yourself a much better message than to just give up. So that was very amazing for me because in the past, they tend to just say, well, that's how I believe and walk away. But I say it to myself. I don't tell the person.
1: You're becoming more assertive.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, you ought to be because what you have found is the way. You see, you have to, you have to put yourself in the place of God. Uh, that's the place of any leader, of any organization. And God is the leader of the organization called existence and you in this existence you have to have good and bad you have to have left or right up and down you know etc etc
0: how Mm -hmm. does
1: now then you have these creatures within this your creation and you want them to choose up rather than down you want them to choose good rather than evil How do they determine for themselves what is good, what is evil, what is up, what is down? If there is no measure, then whatever a person is persuaded is good, is good. Whatever a person is persuaded is up, is up, because there is no standard. What you have done by saying to someone, this is what I believe, Speaker so can you have them. professed to that person what the standard is according to you correct Yes yeah. and you got that um, certainty or impression from God through Jesus Christ now
2: yeah
1: you're going to You've now laid it out to that person This is where I stand Now, this is the unique thing about what it means to be a Christian When you tell a person Like you told this friend of yours What you believe What actually takes place During that time or soon after Is that a third party A third person comes to that friend of yours and begins to relate with that person because you said you believed in Jesus. I don't know if what I just said makes sense. In other words... It it does to me. In other words, without your saying that, that person would not have had a measure by which he or she could measure up and down, left or right, good or bad, Jesus is the measure by the standard. In other words, yeah, you have people, some are born Christian, some are born Jew, some are born Muslim, some are born Hindu, some are born uh, whatever, Hindus, Buddhist, whatever. Why is yours the right one? I'll tell you why. Number one, right. nobody can be born a Christian. I hope we're all aware of that. And that's not a controversial statement. Amen. Nobody can be born a Christian. You can be born in a Christian home and God will consider you his property, his child, because you are not yet at the age of consent. You're not old enough to process things for yourself rationally. And everything that belongs to your mother and father who are Christians will belong to you. But at some point in your life, God is going to come to you personally and say, okay, kid, I need you to know me for yourself. Okay? Now, Jesus Christ (laughs) is the measure, okay? He is the standard, the basis upon which God determines what is good and what is bad, what is right and what is wrong, what is left and what is right, what is life and what is death. Now, when you speak about Jesus and say, I believe that Jesus is the son of God, I believe that Jesus is the standard by which God is going to judge all mankind, you say that and you walk away. What you don't realize is you have triggered something in the life of the person you just spoke to, regardless of whatever act the person puts up after you've gone or while you're there. Because there's somebody called the Holy Spirit, who is here working in the heart of all human beings, but he cannot go in and work until somebody has gone to another person and said something about Jesus. I don't know if I'm clear on that, or if I need to re- yeah. reinforce. Am I clear?
3: Amen. I think it's clear. Good.
1: Uh-huh. good. So, for example, the Holy Spirit is here. He's God. He's all over the world. He's in Tibet. He's in China. He's in Jamaica. He's in Nigeria. He's everywhere at the same time. But then why is he sending you to Jamaica? Why is he sending you to California? Why is he sending you to John? Why is he sending you to Jane? He's sending you not because you can do anything. He's sending you because you have the key to open up the ears of Jane by simply telling her that you know that Jesus is the way. Well, Jane is not too sure about that. She thinks, well, you say that, but well, so, so do the Muslims, so do the Buddhists, so do X, Y, Z. She doesn't know what to believe Why should she believe you? She doesn't have to believe you. Because well, she's a witness. Be- sorry? Because she is a <laughs> witness. No, 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 no. She is because Liz is God's spokeswoman. Okay, the Holy Spirit is God's witness, the Holy Spirit is the testimony that convicts Jane to know that what Liz said about God and of Jesus Christ is true, in other words. You cannot persuade people with your eloquent words or anything about what you say about Jesus. The Holy Spirit himself has to come and do the persuasion, but he cannot do the persuasion unless you have started initiated the process by speaking. Okay. Amen. All right, let's look at the script. Let's look at the scripture for that. Um, let's look at a scripture for that. Let's go to the book of Romans Okay Let's go to the book of Romans Um Chapter 9. Okay. Oh, man. Amen. Oh, Amen. Amen. Uh, what shall we say then? Okay, no, it's not chapter 9. That's when I need to use my phone to pull up the information. I keep somebody's calling me. So, um, Give me a second while I decline the call and pull what I want for you. Okay, Romans ten Romans ten, not nine. Okay. Very good, Romans 10. Can we take it from uh, verse 14? Verse 14 to 21. I'll read. Thank you.
3: How then shall they call on him they have not believed? For Esaias saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. But I say, had they not heard? Yes, verily their sound went into all the earth, and their words unto the ends of the world. But I say, did not Israel know? First Moses saith, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people, and by a foolish nation, I will anger you. But Sias is very bold, and saith, I was found, I was found of them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that asketh not after me. To Israel, he said, All day long I have stretched forth my hand unto a disobedient and gainsaying
1: people. Okay, great. Now, the key thing we wanted to find out here was where he said, um, Verse 14, how then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Okay. Now, it says, how then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? The believing is done by the Holy Spirit, not by you and not by, I, not by me. Okay. What mm-hmm. you and I do is Amen. the preaching part. We do the preaching part. But you cannot have the believing part without the preaching part. So I wanted us to read this because he goes on here, and it, yes, he it goes on much further. We read much further, but the key thing I wanted us to see was that belief is founded upon belief, uh, is founded upon hearing something. Okay. Look at verse seventeen. Do you see that? Yes. So then faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So when you told this person, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, you gave the person the word of God, okay? Yes. The Holy Spirit needs that raw material To work You have done your part Your part is not to convince somebody to believe Your part is to stand strong Stating what you believe I don't know if we're we're all on the same page on this so far Yeah Yes, amen It's not about persuasion It's not about philosophical Um Arguments and making Rational reasoned Points That's not what gets A person to believe What gets A person to believe Is the work of the Holy Ghost In and on that Person But the work Of the Holy Ghost cannot Take place in that person Without the person Having a point of reference You know, when the Holy Ghost is talking to him, he's hearing, he's seeing sounds. You understand what I'm saying? But he doesn't know what is being said to him. But when you come and you show up and you say, I believe in God through his son, Jesus Christ, that this Jesus Christ is the only way. You have laid down the gauntlet. Now that person has a choice to believe or not to believe, but that person doesn't have what it takes to believe on their own. The Holy Spirit has to come in and now bring belief to them. It is when they reject that belief that they commit what Jesus calls the unpardonable sin. Everybody here ever heard of the unpardonable sin? Amen. Amen. The unpardonable sin Is when you deny The truth to yourself After knowing the truth And the only way you know the truth Is that the Holy Spirit himself Has shown you the truth And when Jesus made that statement He was talking to people Who were Pharisees and Sadducees And knew who he was But they were afraid of losing their position by becoming his followers. And he told them, he says, every sin committed by men shall be forgiven, except the sin against the Holy Ghost. The sin against the Holy Ghost is personal. It's when the Holy Ghost comes into your life and shows you that Jesus is the Son of God. You know he is the Son of God. But for whatever reason, you refuse to proclaim it. And give up your religion, give up everything you were all about, and come in this way that he's calling you. That is a sin against the Holy Ghost, because you know the right way. Somebody who doesn't believe has, is not sinning against the Holy Ghost, because he doesn't believe. Do you understand now?
3: Because he had
1: not heard yet. He has, he has heard, but he hasn't believed. Remember, you've spoken to him He's heard But he doesn't believe Nobody has to believe you The only person they have to believe Is the Holy Ghost So the Holy Ghost is still working on him That's why he doesn't believe yet And while he or she Is going through that process of belief They're going to be tearing at your own faith Making fun of your own faith But you don't know That they themselves are beginning to take What you believe more seriously Mm -hmm. and you might foolishly give up what you believe just on the day the person becomes a believer. (laughs) Okay, because they've they've made so, so much fun of you and your faith that you've given up on your faith. Meanwhile, all along, the Holy Spirit was working on them, and they were moving, inching closer and closer to Christ, just wondering where exactly they're going to perch and how they're going to land.
3: Okay,
1: amen So that stance Mm -hmm. that you took When you told your friend This is what I believe And you can make fun Or whatever That there, when you did that (laughs) That was like a blow To unbelief In his life Because you stood for something Modern life is about Standing for nothing Look around you Everybody tells you what we believe Nobody tells you what they believe Do you understand? When you hear somebody tell you Well, I believe They're always going to tell you something That most people believe They don't have anything in their gut As a person that they believe That they will stand for As an individual Jesus gives you that opportunity to have something to believe, to stand for, to be hung on a cross for. And that's what this is all about. What do you believe? And do other people know that this is what you believe? It's easy. Like Paul said, he says, oh, you believe in God? You do very well. So do the devils and tremble. So saying I believe in God, that's nothing. Everybody believes in God. The Muslim believes in God. The Hindu believes in God. Paul said, is he the God of the Jews only or the God of the Gentiles also? He said, he's the God of the Gentiles also? No, what's at question is not whether you believe in God. What's at question is whether you believe in Jesus Christ as the savior of men's souls. Amen. That's what we're talking about. That's the measure. Now, please turn... I'll say this as the last thing, and then we can take some questions or go further. Turn to the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation. Look at chapter 11. <laughs> Revelation chapter 11, from verse 1, I guess 1 to 3 or so. No, verse 1 and 2. Revelation chapter 11, verse 1 and 2. If Tabo is still there, I'd like him to read that for us.
4: Ah, what a coincidence, he was actually going to, <laughs> right, um, okay.
1: Revelation chapter 11, verse 1 and 2.
4: 1 and 2, yes, so 1 and 2, that one, yes.
1: Can you, can you hear? Yes, I can hear you loud and clear. All right, so tell me, we have to speak up.
0: Then I was given a week like pressure measure and... The angel said, saying, Rise and measure the temple of God, the altar, and those who worship there, but there leave up court, which is outside the temple, and do not measure it, but it has been given to Gentiles. Hi. Did you hear that? Yes, he stopped too soon. Yes, so
3: this
4: is where you start. This is yeah, where So that's that's this is where it ends Yeah. yeah. No, this is where it ends. This is three. Three starts here. So you stop here. Yeah, that's right. I And you stop that Gentiles here. So you have to read on to, to the end. And they will treat the holy city under the 42 months. Okay, did you hear that?
3: Some of it. Did, did he get to? Did he get to the very end?
4: Yes, he did. Okay. I'm speaking. Can we can let me read you again? Because uh, Then I was given a reed, like a measuring rod, and the angel stood saying, "Rise and measure the temple of God, the altar, and the there. But leave out the courts, which is outside the temple, and do not measure it." For it has been given to the Gentiles, and they will tread the holy city on the foot for two months. Okay, that's the end. Yeah, that's right.
1: Hello, everybody. Can you hear me?
2: Yes. Yes.
1: Okay. So I, I had like a, a cut in my internet connection. So
3: I wondered what happened to you.
1: Let me see. Can they, okay. Mom, mom can hear me. I don't know if the others can hear me. I can hear you. I can
4: hear you. you, hear I, can hear you.
1: I, lost, I lost my internet connection, but can you hear oh. me better now, everybody? Yes. Yes.
4: You, you want us to read that part okay, again? Okay, great,
1: great. Yes, I can hear. I can hear. I can hear you. You want us to read
4: the passage okay.
1: again? Oh no. Okay, sorry. Okay, yeah. Can can we can we read that one more time? Sorry, Tabo. Could you read that again one more time?
4: Okay.
0: I was given the beat. Okay. He just said, saying, Vice and measure of work. I don't know what I'm But it has
4: been
0: given.
1: Sorry, I can't hear him. It's so, it's so faint. I'll take over there. Sorry.
4: All right. Can you? All right. I think I'm putting.
1: Yeah, speak. when you speak, it's clear. Yeah.
4: Okay.
1: Then then I was given... <laughs> that's better.
3: Yes.
0: I was given a reed like a measuring rod, and the angel stood saying, Rise and measure the temple of God, the altar and those who worship there. But leave out the court which is outside the temple, and do not measure it. For it has been given to the Gentiles, and they will treat the holy city on the foot. For 42 months Excellent Amen I months. Heard that. Yeah.
4: Half,
0: <laughs> Now John,
1: John the Revelator says He was given A measuring reed Like a rod To measure That means That that rod must be The length Of what what is being measured is supposed to be measured by. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. So that means he was given the standard by which things should be measured. Follow with me here now. That rod that he had in his hand obviously wasn't a physical rod, wasn't a physical measure. That thing he had in his hand was Christ. Okay Mhm. And He was supposed to measure the temple Can anybody tell me here What the temple is
0: uh, he,
1: Our bodies Exactly We are the temple of God So All of us put together are like little stones that make up the temple of God. That means you have received something by which you can judge. You ever been to people when you talk to them about something that isn't right, they say, the Bible says you shouldn't judge? Yes. Yeah. Okay. But, well, When you take a read and begin to measure, you're judging. You're judging whether something is up to par or not up to par. Correct? Correct. Okay. Now let's look at one last scripture. Okay. Um, I think this is going to be Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12 and 13. Amen. Amen. Go ahead, Liz. Does everybody have it? Ephesians
2: chapter 4, okay, chapter 4, and which verses? 12 and 13. 12 and 13. In roles of service for the faithful to build up the body of Christ, till so we become one in faith and in the knowledge of God's Son, and form that perfect man who is Christ come to full stature.
1: Okay. Can someone read? Mom, can you read your version? Can, well, I have a new. Fine.
3: I have a new Bible today.
1: Okay, <laughs> good, good, because it sounded when you when you read earlier, it sounded familiar. It sounded like mine, so. So you want chapter four, which verse, 14? Uh, chapter four, verses um,
3: well, 12 and
1: 13.
3: Okay. okay. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of faith and one of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of of the statue of the fullness of christ
1: that
3: we okay
1: that was 12 and 13. that 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 was the word we were looking for was the word measure you notice that the body he said in verse um 12 that the body was being built up correct yes yeah till it got to the measure of Christ. That means there is a measure. There is a known variable that we are supposed to measure up to. And that was what you just read in Revelation 11 when John was measuring the temple. And Abele told us the temple is the body of Christ, correct? Amen. And you just Amen. saw now in Ephesians, Abele. Yes. So that if what the person in Ephesians was talking about in plain English Is what the person in Revelation 11 was speaking about in code
0: right.
1: You see that it's the, exact, it's the exact same verse What you just read in Ephesians 4, 12 and 13 Is exactly what you just read in Revelation 11, 1 and 2 Okay Remember Moses used the rod to separate the water, correct? Yes that's Christ. Moses used the rod to strike the rock the, but Paul said the rock was Christ. every all the symbols you're studying your scriptures are symbolic of the church of Christ, of the Israel, of the kingdom of God, etc. amen so you as a believer your job is to is to stand up straight and tell people yeah 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 i've got some issues in my life but you know what i know i'm saved and i know god is working on me and that's why he's measuring out to see where mike is lacking here let him work on me but you 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 have no hope you need to go make your peace with god look i come to god Not because I'm I'm, I'm great I come to God because I know That I can't stand in front of God On my own goodness And he's working on me And he's not done yet If you're looking for somebody For for Mr. Perfect Well you need to look for Jesus Christ Not for me So you don't have to be timid About proclaiming who you are in Christ Based on your own faults Hell yeah you got faults And if you didn't have false There would be no Jesus that needed to come So You've got to assert yourself Knowing that You have come To know what you know And to believe what you believe Because you have seen the measure You have seen the standard That God has set And you understand it You know you don't measure up yet But you know what it is A Muslim doesn't know that A Hindu doesn't know that A Buddhist doesn't know that Uh, Whatever religion is out there Jew doesn't know that They don't know that We know what the measure is The measure of what God is expecting from me Is the measure of Christ Like mom just read for us in Ephesians Till we all come to the fullness of the measure of who? Christ. Christ Now I am not fully to the measure But I am somewhat to the measure from the day you said Jesus come into my life and forgive me of my sins, you got a measure, not the fullness of it, but a measure. Do you remember when Jesus was about to go and he called all his disciples and wanted to wash their feet? Do you all remember that story? Yes. Yeah. And one of his disciples said, "No, Master, you can't wash my feet. Oh, I'm too, I'm nothing. Who, are, who am I for you to wash my feet? Do you remember? Yes.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And Jesus told him. I, I need I need to wash your feet If I don't wash your feet You have no part in me Then the guy says Oh master if that's the case Wash my whole body Do you recall that? <laughs> yeah. what, did, well, what did Jesus say to the guy? What was his response to the guy? Somebody help me The guy said Okay if master if that's the case Just wash my whole body But Jesus responded And what was his response? Somebody go ahead i'm afraid I,
3: I i don't recall the actual words he said uh was that washing
1: spirit and truth no jesus says if i wash your feet only that is enough you'll be clean all over
0: oh yes okay
1: <laughs> it's like being in a in a in a, t- in a test or a, an exam where you just you check the wrong box and you can't take it back, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's why I didn't want to
2: say
3: anything.
1: <laughs> so that's the measure. Every one of us has gotten our feet washed. Some of us have gotten our knees, up to our knees washed. Some other people maybe up to our thighs. Maybe some other people up to our chest. Do you guys remember in the book of Ezekiel when he said he went into, there were the dry, the dry bones? Everybody, everybody knows about Ezekiel and the dry bones, don't you?
0: Yes, the uh-huh.
1: story. It's right. talking about the water that Ezekiel, you know, stepped into that brought life. Is Christ, but that's another thing entirely. My point was going on what Lisa talked to us about how she has stood up for the gospel and she finds herself being more assertive. That's beautiful. That's because the Holy Spirit is giving you more certainty of who you are because He wants you to talk more and to be more assertive because those people you're talking to, they need to hear from someone that is assertive so that when the conviction from the Holy Spirit comes to them in their bedrooms, in their private time, they can say, maybe what Liz is talking about, maybe there's something there. And on their own, they talk to God and say, God, I really don't know which way, but If what Liz is talking about is your way, please show me, and I'll believe and I'll follow you. And you might not be there, but one day you'll just stand up in front of God, and God will point out all these people who are with Him now because of you. Because you stood strong for something. Never ever let the devil tell you, you know, how much you need to achieve first before you can talk about God. That's fake. Fake news, like the president always says. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. All right. So, um, did somebody else want to contribute to this or something else?
5: I, I think we should take a look back at Romans chapter 10. But okay. Read from the Verse one
1: through verse eleven. Okay. Amen. Amen.
5: Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness, and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. For Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith it? The word is nigh, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Amen. 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 The reason why I wanted us to read that is because you were talking about different people that all believe that there is a God. But what they don't know is they don't know that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's what they don't know. And they're trying to get to God by their own righteousness. Yes. So when we speak to them and are not ashamed of the gospel, that suddenly we can bring them alive, like you said, that now the Holy Spirit can work.
1: Yes. Our, 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 our certainty, our conviction is based not on what somebody else has told us, but what we have come to know for ourselves. By the work of the Holy Spirit So also We're telling them Don't just believe Because I told you Believe because After I have spoken with you The Holy Spirit is coming And he's going to speak with you And convict you inside of yourself That what I have said to you is true That's the gospel We don't preach alone we preach with the Holy Spirit When I talk To a person's ears Or his brain The Holy Spirit talks to the person's heart And into the person's spirit That's where conviction comes from Do you understand? Yes. Amen <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: That's, I, can, I, can, I cannot give people conviction Only the Holy Spirit Can give them conviction I can explain to them what's going on, I can introduce them to what is expected, but I can never empower them to do or to be what is expected. You will look at your life and you might say, oh, we've been on this, I've been with this group for the last one month, two months. And in this period of time, I have seen this level of growth in my life. Well, who do you think is doing that growth, causing that growth? Is, you think it's this Bible study? No. It's the fact that when we come together, we all speak our convictions. And when we go home, the Holy Ghost comes and meets us personally and individually and begins to convict us about the things that were spoken here. I don't know if, you're, if I'm making any sense. Yes. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so that growth that takes place is not. Many people are doing Bible study right now all over the world, but they're not growing. Some are growing, some are not growing. Why isn't everybody growing? Simply because they came to do a Bible study. Because the Holy Spirit is not involved in what they're doing because they don't even believe. There is any such person as the Holy Spirit (laughs) Okay They just have a religion called Christian It's their religion They were born into it But you At some point in your life Made a decision That you are going to seek peace with God And you will do that Through Jesus Christ And since you made that decision Maybe it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago Whatever Now You're sitting down and you're studying the word of God and you're trying to figure out more about God, trying to understand his word, trying to understand, you know, what's going on in your life, what's going on in the world. As you're doing that, it makes you open to the Holy Spirit. That's what's happening with us. That's why we grow. We grow not because of the Bible study, we grow because of the Holy Spirit. The Bible study is a seed. The Bible study is a watering but the growth is something from the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen. Amen. The the seeding is important. The watering is important but the growth only comes from God. But if there's no seed and no water, will it grow? Can you just go to the desert? There's no seed in the desert. (laughs) I'm believing God for there to be a plant or for there to be flowers here, no, there has to be seed there. There has to be seed there, and what you do when you speak to people about your conviction about Jesus is you plant a seed in them. How many people know that the seed of doubt is faith? You say yes. F A T E or F A I T H. Okay, a seed of doubt is faith. Why? Because doubt is not certainty Doubt is maybe, maybe not And God takes that maybe, maybe not And brings it alive So the difference between doubt and unbelief Is unbelief is certainty Okay Faith is certainty When we say faith, we mean belief Right? Yes but people yeah. are so people are in between. They have something called doubt. God is fine with doubt. Do you remember when the apostles were um were in the boat and at night they thought they saw a ghost walking on water? You remember that? Yes. Yeah. And then Jesus told them, Don't be afraid, it is me. And Peter said, If it's you, ask me to come, right? And Peter starts walking on the water. And when he sees the heavy waves, all of a sudden, the Bible says he became afraid and began (laughs) to doubt. Notice the word. It said he began to doubt. And as he began to doubt, he began to sink. And the Bible says, and Jesus reached out and did what? Grabbed him. Lifted him up. What if he didn't believe? Would he have gotten out of the boat? No, no. Exactly. So God would not have been able to help him. So if people doubt what you're saying, that's a good sign. The Holy Spirit is one that will make them believe. Don't worry about it. People doubt. That's good enough. That's (laughs) that's good enough.
3: At least they're thinking
1: about it. At least they're thinking about it. The Holy Ghost knows how to work on that. But if they don't believe, then they're dead, D-E-D dead. (laughs)
2: Yep.
1: (laughs) All right. um, Kay, I think she got cut off a little bit, but I think she's back again.
5: Yes, I'm back.
1: All right, cool. Okay, go ahead, Kay. You you, you You were talking about Romans 10 or something else. I don't know.
5: Yeah, I was talking about it because there are a lot of people... That they have, um, they know the law of Moses and they, they believe that there is a God. And so when you, when we speak to them, like Liz spoke about what she believes, that I think that that gives them, like you said, the Holy Spirit can now work with them. um, Start to show them the keys. So it's like we just unlocked for them something.
0: Yes. That's good. Yes.
1: Okay, Isabella is still with us?
4: Yes, I'm here.
1: Okay. You got some contribution to make?
4: No, no it's just finally training. While you were speaking, I was just thinking about the people I encounter and what category they belong to, whether they are unbelievers or whether they are doubters. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
4: And whether I should waste my time
1: on them or not. No, you have no choice, but you have no choice. Uh, You have to, um, Paul said, preach the gospel in season and out of season.
4: Mm.
1: So you have no choice. You have to preach to everybody. You have to preach to those who do not believe, to those who doubt, and even to those who believe.
4: Yeah.
1: All of us have some degree of unbelief in something. Concerning I, think
5: you, I think we'll find more doubters today. It seems like there's more people that doubt than people that just don't plant flat out don't believe.
1: Right, right.
5: Yeah,
4: I think the main bone of contention for most doubt is Jesus Christ. If you tell them there is God, you're more likely to get them to listen. But then bring Jesus Christ to the discussion? Then <laughs> it's always people from different belief systems and then that that's where the conversation you know becomes very complicated for them
5: well part of it is the way that the world portrays Jesus Christ that hmm. we have to let them see who he really is
3: yeah
1: yes how do we do that?
5: I think we have to keep, um, you know, we have, to just, we have to have conversations with them. And um, when they see how we're handling difficulties that we encounter in life and what is giving us strength, that that's a perfect time for us to be able to tell them that, you know, I would never have made it through this if it had not been for Jesus Christ. And give them some, you know, give them some concrete examples. That that in itself is not going to help them. But if you just instead just don't say anything, then you don't even give them that opportunity. And if we know the scripture. She cut out?
1: Yes, but she's still here. Okay. Hello, Kay, you're back.
5: Hi, I'm here, you can't hear me? Now we can. What I was saying is that when you share a word from God about something, a piece of scripture about what you're going through and how, you, how Christ has helped you overcome something, now they have the possibility of believing. If you just keep it to yourself, they have no way of ever believing unless somebody t- takes the word to them.
1: Faith comes by hearing.
5: Amen.
4: Yes.
0: Okay. okay.
1: Does anybody have something else you want us to talk about, or should we um, close in prayer? It's
3: a good stopping place.
1: Okay. All right. All right. Can someone please close us in prayer? Oh, by the way, please, during the week, if you can study Romans chapter 1 through 4. Okay. Remember remember I mentioned it earlier, everybody? But then, Uh for sake of time, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't going to be feasible. So maybe, you know, the Holy Spirit will talk to you guys about it himself. And if God willing, next week we have the opportunity, we'll talk a little bit more about it. But it's all about what we've been talking about, but More in depth in that Paul's talking there about people doing their best to be saved by God, but through their own good works, not by faith in Christ. Okay, so that's basically Romans 1 through 4. But go ahead, somebody who wants to pray, please, to close us in prayer. So I solicit your prayers, I solicit your support.
0: Okay, I want to thank you for your time. For those of you who've been faithful, you know, uh, supporting this work, for being involved, sharing these videos. Okay, don't be, don't, don't don't get weary. Don't be weary. Don't get tired. Your strength is supposed to come brighter and brighter every day. Okay, keep pressing on. Share these videos with your family and friends. Start watch parties on Facebook. Go over the videos so your friends and family can discuss it. Okay, and continue to write us. Write me through Facebook. Write me through below the, the comment section here on YouTube, okay? So I want to encourage you. Thank you so much for the way you've been supporting us. Thanks so much for all that you've been doing. We really appreciate it. Remember what I said. If you want to continue listening to us, you can always go, okay, to our website. You can see the online radio channels that you can get us through. Like I mentioned, um, Apple's iTunes. I mentioned Apple iTunes. I mentioned um, Spotify, and I think Google. You can also, you know, there are other platforms also through which you can hear us through audio, okay? I want to encourage you to subscribe to our channel and to, you know, hit the like buttons, hit the like buttons. I can't say that enough. Every time you're watching through YouTube, hit the like buttons. Now, if you're watching through Facebook or you're watching through some other the media like WhatsApp, it's not going to show here, so you won't even see a like. But if you're watching through YouTube, I want to encourage you, or Facebook, wherever it is, I want to encourage you, hit that like button. Okay, hit that like button, it matters to us, okay? Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for everything that you've been doing, you know, by watching our videos.